everyone. I am Hay I am Brandon Hay at Hay B3. I am by myself tonight without Zara. Um, and, uh, you know, th- we're just going to wrap up or I'm just going to wrap up the season tonight. But um, just a few announcements. Um, Zare is actually going to be doing the uh, Scouting Academy, a course to uh, help him um, better um, see what we're looking for in film and everything. And I hope to gain uh, lots of knowledge from him. So he will be very busy um, the next few months. So he will be off of the show uh, up until probably the summer. Whenever he can pop in, he will um, we will have shows with uh, both of us. So until that time, uh, during the off season, we will have a biweekly um, stream and podcast with just me. And then when I can, I will have um, co-hosts um, or guests. So if anyone wants to do that, please reach out to the to either uh, me, b 3 or um, at uh, WTF and Fantasy the, um, on Twitter to um, co-host. We'll do, probably do some uh, mock drafts leading up to the um, NFL draft and just go over some of the off-season content. Um, so that's some announcements. And another announcement that uh, I kind of decided we would do to kind of um, up our subscribers on YouTube and to thank everyone that has been listening to the uh, podcast and the stream is we're going to have a fantasy playoff uh, challenge. So uh, I will put that out later tonight after the stream, and I'll give the link. And all you have to do is just um, send a quick uh, screenshot of the um, show that you're subscribed. Um, I'll give the password for that, and everyone can sign up. And whoever is the winner will get a uh, $50 um, gift card to DraftKings. So that's something that um, we can – a fun little challenge. Um, I will do it. I haven't ran that fast my co-host, but I'm sure he will join too. So we can kind of all uh, battle it out. So that's kind of, um, you know, all that. So what I thought, first of all, since uh, that we, I'm going to go over today is on episode two, um, we talked about our uh, hot takes for the season. So I wanted to kind of go back and look through those. And, um, and since Zari isn't here, um, I'll kind of go through his too. And um, we'll kind of just see, you know, where we went wrong, because I think it's important not to only celebrate your uh, successes, but kind of learn from your mistakes. I think for all the you know people that follow us, um, they want to you know know where we went wrong too, because um, you know not everyone doesn't get everything right. So um, so for Zari, is we'll go over his first. Um, there was a lot of Jacob Harris. Um, Hype before the season, and he said that he would be third in yards for the Rams. Um, that did not work out because, uh, well, first of all, he got hurt um, later in the season. Uh, but in nine games before his injury, he only had 15 offensive snaps. So he definitely did not reach that third in yards because he did not um, receive any stats for the season other than the snaps he played, and he played some special teams. Second was Joe Mitson was running back one, he said, and that actually was not far off. He ended up as running back four. He had a very good season, stayed healthy all season. Um, I think the main thing there was a lot of people were fading Joe Mitson uh, because of his injuries, you know, and in kind of not uh, not paying off last year. And this year he uh, did very well. So I think, you know, I think that's a win. Um, for that hot take in this next hot take uh, did not go well. Uh, Paris Campbell 
as a wide receiver one for the Colts. Uh, that did not go over well. I have I like Paris Campbell, but he just can't stay healthy. Um, he ended up ninth uh, on the team uh, for for yards, and he only played six games, so it kind of went along with that same thing. And um, you know, a lot of people, including myself, were doubting that Michael Pittman could be the leading receiver for that team, and he was, and he had a very successful year. So now on to my takes. Um, first was that four. Rookie wide receivers would be top 25 in PPR. There actually was three that were in the top 25, and um, Devonta Smith was number was at 30, so that wasn't that far off with that. But I will be honest, the four that I had were uh, Jamar Chase, Elijah Moore, Rashad Bateman, and um, Jalen Waddle. Um, Waddle and Chase were two of those in there, but the third was um, St. Brown. Um, Bateman had some injuries and inconsistency and Elijah Brown also, um, Elijah Brown, Elijah Moore also had some injuries, but I think he could have been up there. So, um, I was wrong on the players, but I was pretty close on the, uh, four rookies being the top 25. It was actually four rookies in the top 30. Um, my nets was Terry McLaurin would be a top five wide receiver. I was under the impression that, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick would be, um, the quarterback, he got hurt early, and uh, Taylor Heineke just was up and down. That offense never really found its footing, so McLaurin was never a top five. He started off the season strong, I thought, but he ended up finishing 25th. Um, he did still get over 1,000 yards, and I think better days are here to come, and he is definitely in Dynasty a buy because I think he'll have a bounce that season because even in this horrible season for the Washington football team, he still was able to put up, put up over a thousand yards and five touchdowns. I know that's in a longer season, but he did, um, I believe, miss some time also. And my last was um, Kyle Pitts and Hayden Hurst would both be uh, top ten tight ends because they would use them um, both. Uh, the Falcons kind of were, you know, anomaly this year with uh, Cordero Patterson really, uh, you know becoming the, one of their top options, running back and, you know, wide receiver. Kyle Pitts was top 10, and he was the number nine in PPR. He had a great rookie season. Hayden Hurst ended up as tight end 38, so that was very wrong. Um, Hurst did miss some gains, but he was not nearly as involved as I thought he would be. Um, so uh, he did, you know, get a few touchdowns, but uh, definitely I was off on that. So, so I would say we both – I would give us one out of three. So we both went one out of three, and um, the other two really weren't close being uh, correct. So those are some of the hot takes from early on. So next I wanted to kind of um, go over something that I started this season was doing uh, projections for redraft um, for our players and kind of ranking them. So as you can see on the screen – I, um, for those on the podcast, I'll kind of go through it. We have QB, um, my QB preseason projections of the top 12 quarterbacks, and then we have the QB final uh, rankings. So the way I'm kind of grading myself is um, not, you know, pick by pick, but how many out of the top 12 ended in the top 12. So for my preseasons, I had, you know, uh, Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Tom Brady, Ryan Tannehill, Justin Herbert, Justin Fields, Matthew Stafford, and Aaron Rodgers. 
So I ended up getting nine out of the 12 quarterbacks in the uh, um, top 12 correct. So 75% um, rate on that. So I think that's pretty good. I, I guess the right um, quarterback is number one, Josh Allen. And uh, a couple quarterbacks that I did not have in there, I believe. Let's see. Uh, Justin Herbert definitely did better than I, I thought. Um, same with Brady. Um, Mahomes um, was around the same place. I had Russell Wilson as number two. And as we all know, he had a rough season, so he didn't make it up there. I also had Justin Fields as top 10. Um, he was didn't play some games, had some struggles. That whole Bears team had some tr- struggles. I like him going forward, but he definitely didn't live up to all of uh, all of that hype. So just to run down the final rankings, it was um, Allen, Herbert, Brady, Mahomes, Stafford, Rodgers, Prescott, Burrow, Hertz, Murray, Cousins, and Tannehill. Cousins was not in my top 12 also. And let's say uh, Kyler Murray definitely fell. Some of that was injury. Some of that was, um, you know, poor play after his injury. But, um, you know, the, that's for quarterbacks. So now we'll move on to um, running backs. I did not do nearly as well with this. I got five out of 12. You know, I, I had on top Kamara, then McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, uh, Cook, Zeke, DeAndre, Eckler, Chubb, Barkley, um, JT, Aaron Jones, Antonio Gibson, um, the, as you see in the final rankings, Jonathan Taylor finished first. I was wrong about that. I actually made a bet in the off season that DeAndre Swift would outperform Jonathan Taylor on a, uh, week by week basis in PPR. I was wrong. My main thinking was not that I did not like Jonathan Taylor, but that they use so many different bats that they would not give him the enough carries, enough touches, the receiving aspect. As we saw, especially in the um, second half of the year, they started feeding him more, and he just showed how um, great he really is. So that he kind of he finished up there. So, um, and then we see, uh, you know, Eckler had a great season with the receiving part. Najee Harris, I did have him in my uh, top. I did not have him in my top 12. I apologize. So Najee Harris made it up there, had a great season, a lot of checkdowns from Big Ben. As I talked earlier, Mitson was up in the top four, and I did not have him. Another surprise, or the next two were surprises, James Conner and Leonard Fournette. I was down on both of them, and they really performed. Uh, so I was wrong on that, and I had very little of them on my fantasy teams. Then um, for all the bad talk about uh, Zeke, he finished, you know, running back seven. Uh, it might not have been the prettiest how he got there, but he still finished up there. And then we have Alvin Kamara. Uh, that Saints offense didn't was up and down all season. One of, that's one of the things I'm really interested in the offseason. Are they going to be able to find that quarterback and find some more weapons? What happens with Michael Thomas? Because Kamara – you know, his ability was really hindered with the inability for them to move the ball some and for him to get those um, check down passes that uh, Drew Brees would always give him for him to be able to run and um, get get more uh, touchdowns in the red zone. Then you have Cordero Patterson. Like we said, no one really saw this coming. Um, he kind of tailed off at the end of the year, but with um, the Falcons not really having a true running back, Mike Davis was a big disappointment. 
And, um, you know, he got, he was used a lot in the red zone and, you know, kind of someone uh, Matt Ryan really looked for. 10 is Antonio Gibson, a couple spots higher than I had him. Um, he battled some injuries. And the thing with him early in the season is when JD McKissick was healthy, they kind of split time and McKissick was, I thought, more of the third down back but they kind of split time and then JD McKissick would get some of those goal line carries, but uh, Gibson got a little healthier later in the year. And I think he still shows, you know, great promise and skill. Um, so maybe, um, you know, with a little bit of a, uh, you know, down here, cause some people thought he might move up. Maybe you can go out and get him. I would, because I think, um, you know, he's going to continue to get that workload, especially if they get a quarterback that can um, upgrade the passing game. 11 is Aaron Jones. I had the same exact spot. And 12 is Josh Jacobs. I did not have Josh Jacobs in my top 12. Worried about the Raiders, but um, he had a pretty good season, and we'll see moving forward uh, how they kind of use him Go, you know, moving moving into the next year, depending on what their coach situation is. Um, so Kenyon Drake got hurt, and they didn't really have another running back, so I don't know if that is, you know, really him taking over that backfield more and having more usage, or if it's just because um, they were missing uh, Drake, who was kind of their uh, change of pace back. So the wide receivers also, you know, got five out of 12, 42% correct. Um, same kind, kind of troubles to start off. This is another one I got totally wrong before the season. I, I've said this on Twitter and on shows I've been on that I was – Wrong very early about the uh, Rams. I thought Matthew Stafford would favor Robert Woods uh, and not Cooper Cup. I thought Cooper Cup was just the short, um, you know, um, intermediate route guy. The one that um, was kind of his production was kind of increased by Jared Goff not throwing the ball down the field. And in reality, it was Jared Goff keeping uh, Cooper Cup down because early on Cooper Cup showed that he had this connection with Matt Stafford. And as you can see, uh, he finished as wide receiver one. So I was very wrong on that. And that uh, cost me in some leads because I strayed away from Cooper Cup, went after Robert Woods. Woods had a couple of good games, but then he got hurt, um, you know, about a little before midway through the season. So we'll see, you know, about him coming back especially since Odell Beckham's there and see, you know, if they uh, retain him. So my preseason projections started off with uh, Diggs, then went to Devontae Adams, Calvin Ridley, DeAndre Hopkins, Justin Jefferson, McLaurin, A.J. Brown, Mike Evans, Tyreek Hill, uh, A-Rob, D.K. Metcalf, and Robert Woods. As you can see, I was high on Robert Woods, and that didn't really um, pay off. There were some, you know – Names that no one probably would have thought before the season would end in the finish in the top 12. So we have Cooper Cup as one, Devontae Adams as two. So I got that exactly right. Three was Debo Samuel. I've always liked him, but he's always been injured. And this year he was able to, you know, finish the whole season. Uh, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. Um, I had Jamar Chase just outside my top 12. Then Tyreek Hill. Um, Stefan Diggs had a, um, a great year. Not a great year, a good, another good year, but not nearly as good as last year. Deontay Johnson was really um, one of the big uh, receivers for Big Ben. Uh, Mike Evans, you know, Hunter Renfro, um, a lot of people question him. He doesn't look, you know, like he should be able to do all of this 
on the football field, but he has, you know, great hands and he's a great route running. And and he's just someone that Derek Carr Carr can depend on and finishing out with both uh, Chargers receivers, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. I did not see either of those um, finishing that, that high. And I think that's why I had Justin Herbert, I think nine. So that was part of that. Um, DK Metcalf was one that I had in the top 12 that didn't meet expectations. We'll see what the Seahawks kind of do moving forward. Allen Robinson, I think he just wants to get out of Chicago. Um, A.J. Brown's one, he did not finish in the top 12 a lot because of the injuries he missed. But as we saw in some of the games, especially the game against the 49ers, um, he is an elite talent. It's just, you know, going in, you're just going to have to uh, weigh his injuries. You know, this year he missed way more games than before. But even last year, you know, it came out that he had such problems with both of his knees. But he is an elite talent when he plays. So for me, he's still um, a top five wide receiver. But I could understand people that would drop him down further because of those injury uh, concerns. And we'll finish out the the projections with um, the tight ends. So this one I did a little better. Sits out 12, 50% correct. I went um, pretty chalk with the top three, went Kelsey, then Waller, Kittle. Then I had Pitts, Hawkinson, uh, Johnny Smith, Andrews, Fant, Tanyan, Logan Thomas, Jared Cook, Dallas Goddard. Let me just say, first of all, the Johnny Smith one, I was very excited for him in free agency to go to another team. He went to the Patriots. I thought he would be the more used tight end than Hunter Henry, and I was wrong about that also. And then Tanyan got injured. Logan Thomas got injured. So um, that was uh, – and Noah Fant just doesn't have a good quarterback, so that kind of caused that. So the final rankings, Andrews had a spectacular year as one. I would say I ranked him at seven, partially because with them getting a receivers like Rashad Bateman, I thought they would throw the ball to the receivers more. Um, with Bateman missing some time, that was probably you know um, part of that reason, but it just showed that Andrews – just a, you know, a target monster. And even with Huntley, you know, he still continued to have great games. Then Kelsey, uh, he started off the season super strong um, near the end of the season, you know, had dealt with some injuries and then did not have nearly the um, big games that we're used to. Um, He had some games with touchdowns and only a few catches. So in playoff time, he probably didn't give you exactly what you're hoping for. Next was Dalton Schultz, which I I just imagined him and Blake Jarwin would split time and they could equal out to be a tight end, uh, top 12 tight end, but not, you know, one of them. But Schultz showed that he is taking that spot and Dak looks for him a lot. So I think he is definitely someone to watch out for, you know, in the next couple of years because um, I would think they would want to stick with him. And that's George Kittle. Um, he really showed, you know, uh, pretty healthy year this year and just showed how dynamic he is and um, how great he is on that offense. Next was uh, Zach Ertz. Um, I didn't have Ertz in my top 12 mainly because he was still in the Eagles. I thought if he went somewhere else, he'd be higher. He did in season to the Cardinals and, you know, showed um, his skill. Uh, and then um, Kyle Pitts at, uh, at six, you know, he started off slow, only had that um, one touchdown, I believe, but, uh, he, you know, is broke some tight end record, rookie tight end records. And I think uh, 
you know, he's going to be a, a corner piece of their team. And it's depending on, you know, uh, Calvin Ridley situation, if he comes back to the team or um, what other weapons they get around him, because he was really the other than Cordero Patterson, which I, as you saw, he kind of um, just went away near the end of the season. Um, they need more weapons for that team. Rob Gronkowski, I wasn't sure how um, the the Butts would really use him, but he, with the wide receiver injuries and him just having that great connection with Brady, um, Goddard, I had him at 12. He ended up at eight. Um, I think he could have even ended up higher. Uh, he had He's had some costly drops throughout the season. It could have given him more yards and touchdowns, but uh, it seems like him and Jalen Hurts really have a good connection. Mike Gusecki, um, he is at nine. Um He's had games where he gets zero um, targets, but then other games where he does very well. Then we have Hunter Henry, who, as I said, I thought John A. Smith would have the bigger uh, bigger role. And then Dawson Knotts has really um, started off really strong and now is a little bit touchdown dependent. But uh, with Josh Allen being you know the number one quarterback two straight years, and I'll probably rank him on top uh, for year three. Uh, and Dawson Knotts being a red zone target, and he's just going to um, – continually um, be there for them. So, uh, you know, he's he's one of those tight ends that if you don't go for the tier one, um, he's definitely someone that you would should look for next year. And then in Dynasty, uh, it, probably a higher price now, be someone that I think I would be willing to um, go for in a startup or try to try to get him if the price isn't too steep. And no offense, still finished 12, uh, at uh, tight end 12. Um, I'm hoping the the Broncos uh, upgrade the the quarterback position, get a off, more offensive coach to get that offense going. Um, Drew Locke struggled, and Teddy Bridgewater is what he is. He's more of the check down and do, and does not really push the ball down the field. They more um, run heavy team. So um, that's kind of you know I hope for him and you know Cortland Sutton, uh, Jerry Judy, and uh, you know Fant and all those running backs they get. Um, they uh, they they get something something going on the offense in the offseason and moving forward. One thing for the Broncos I'll be interested to see is uh, KJ Hamler. He was hurt this year, but I was very high on him coming out of Penn State. Didn't love when he was picked by the Broncos, and then they picked Judy the next year. Uh, I would wonder with that kind of crowded wide receiver room if maybe they would trade him or something. And I'd be interested to, depending on uh, where his um, where he would end up. So those are um, projections and something I want to do again next year. Um, I was learning, you know, um, about how to do that, you know, all the targets and everything and had to go on um, previous uh, production um, and uh, players moving to different teams, coaches moving around. And I think another thing that I didn't weigh in enough was all the um, positive COVID tests that caused players to miss time. And then, also just weighing in that um, players moving to different teams and just thinking they're one player just because they were on that team, like Leonard Fournette moving in Jacksonville. I just did not see him being, you know, this great running back, but it was the Jads holding him back at the, the Buccaneers. Tom Brady looks for him often and he's a much stronger runner. So that's um, definitely something I want to look at uh, going forward. So now uh, just kind of, uh, you know, this is the off topic, you know, fun type thing. Um, in the past week, I've been looking for things to watch. So 
in the past week, I found out that all three of the trilogy of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles back from the 90s was on there. Um, watched all three, and I just want to talk about those. So first thing for me is I did not remember that there was two different um, April O'Neils. There was one played by Judith Harang in the first original movie and Paige Turco in The Secret of the Ooze in The Turtles in Time, the second and third movie. I will say I like the first April. Um, I uh, don't know really know why. I just thought uh, she had a, I don't know. I just liked her better than the, the other ones. Um, if I have to rank the three, I would say The Secret of the Ooze is my favorite. Then the original movie in Turtles in Time third. Um, I still enjoy, enjoyed watching Turtles in Time, but I thought it wasn't nearly as strong of you know, kind of a story, and um, it, it the, the, the fight sequences and everything, I, I didn't like as much. Um, I guess part of that is that the uh, that the Shredder died in the second uh, movie, in The Secret of the Ooze, so that's possibly part of the reason, um, but just definitely didn't, didn't, didn't like it as much. I guess there was a more in-depth storyline in between characters, in Turtles in Time showed the softer side of Raphael, but didn't like it nearly as much. Uh, another thing I noticed in The Secret of the Ooze, for the ones that uh, don't know, uh, Shredder uh, failed in the first movie. He survived. So in the second movie, he decided he wanted to create mutants with the ooze that they found. Um, so he kidnapped one of the scientists to um, do that and uh, created Toka and Rezar, um, a turtle and a wolf or a fox. Um, but it ended up that they, when they were mutated, they were children, babies, as he said. So um, they called him mama at first. And then he kind of trained them to kind of destroy the city and they were supposed to um kill the Ninja Turtles and everything. And so they, um, the turtles had to fight them and they ended up, uh, using, you know, a serum to make them turn back into, um, the animals they were. So a little turtle and fought slash wolf. Um, and I was just thinking during the whole thing that, uh, you know, they are just misunderstood. It was not their fault that they were told by Shredder to attack the turtles and to attack the city, um, they're just babies. They were, that's how they're trained. So I think they get a bad rep in the movie. And, uh, you know, I, I, that's, that's just my opinion on that. So, so, yeah, I really enjoyed all three of those movies. And if you love the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I would say to go on, you know, if you have Netflix, and you can watch them and re, um, you know, relive some of those times. Um, I do think it's interesting that between the movies and the cartoon that the personalities of the turtles are a little different. Um, I think Raphael is a, a lot more uh, angry and meaner in the movie than the cartoons. And uh, uh, I think Donatello is a little more serious than in the cartoon also. So, um, those are just some of my thoughts of the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. 
So I'll just finish up with, I guess, just some, you know, um, just some thoughts I had about the season and how it kind of went um, and more things that, you know, I got wrong. So I thought that the Jaguars with Urban would do better. I thought they, you know, they might not win more than four or five games, but I thought the offense would look better and they did not. Um, I think it hurt that ETN and Chark were out. But, um, you know, I think better days are for Trevor. Um, he played much better in the finale, but he definitely, you know, had his issues throughout the whole season. Also, um, I think a big thing is all these rookie quarterbacks, you know, uh, to an extent struggled. Um, Matt Jones played the best, which he was a surprise for me. But I think part of that is the team he was on and the scheming and how Belichick, you know, kind of didn't make him win games. You've seen down the stretch. He hasn't played horrible, but not nearly – you know, up to his um, what he was doing earlier. Part of that is going to be said, you know, his his weapons, which is part of it. But also, you know, he's made some bad reads, but he's definitely been the best quarterback. Uh, Zach Wilson's probably been, you know, his his big parts have been mostly with his legs rather than his arm. He's had a couple of nice throws, but he still struggles with reads. Justin Fields um, up and down. You see, you know, some of the high points. Um, Trey Lance, you saw in the last game he started that he he looks like he looks the part in limited um, limited time. So I think that's another thing. I think these wide receivers um, will continue to grow. I like a lot of those. Um, it was in, another interesting part was the Chiefs, um, how they kind of went, um, you know, kind of up, way down, and back up, and a lot of that more was. Then their defense playing better and Patrick Mahomes and uh, Andy Reid kind of changing their offense to know that they can take the shorter passes and they don't have to just go deep all the time. So that'll be interesting them continually to continuing to evolve. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, a bit disappoint, you know, m the disappointing teams this year, obviously the, the Browns had tons of injuries. Um, once Baker kind of messed up his foot, his hip, shoulder um they should have shut him down for the season because he just could not um perform make the throws and also he made he was making horrible decisions so before the season i thought he could be a borderline quarterback one but now um he's truly a quarterback two probably quarterback 15 through 20 so fine as your quarterback two in super flex now they're the washington football team um to you know Terry McCoy isn't totally quarterback proof. They had struggles with that. The defense struggled. Um, so it'll be interesting what they do in the uh, in the offseason. Um, obviously, the Chargers, um, they, they won a bunch of games, and then they lost bad games to the Tetsons, and then they lost that last game to the Raiders. But I will say I love Justin Herbert, and I think they could get him a couple more weapons, um, you know, and kind of figure out um, – What's going on with that team? Uh, Staley, you know, is using the analytics to go for the fourth downs, but in the games I watched, that really came back to bite them. So that's, um, you know, some of my thoughts for the season. Uh, we'll talk more about this in the off season. And like I said, be on the lookout. I will put out that um, link for the playoff uh, competition. Um, I think it's on NFL.com. You pick a starting lineup each week for each week of the playoffs. So um, I will put that out and then, um, you know, and uh, we'll continue with the, with the podcast every uh, two weeks. So I will see you guys 
in two weeks. So uh, enjoy the playoffs this weekend.